Greetings. Welcome to this month's podcast. Um, we are very happy to have with us this month, Kevin Crow. Uh, Kevin Crow is the current technical director for the California Youth Soccer Association, now widely known as Cal North. Uh, he is a former board of director of the United States Soccer Federation. He played on our Olympic U.S. Olympic team in 1984 and 1988, as well as our U.S. men's national team from 84, in 84 and in 1988, as well as being part of the original league of the NASL and the MISL for the San Diego Soccers. So he has uh, an amazing pedigree. Uh, we're once again honored to have someone like him join us of this high esteem and, and uh, we're looking forward to this conversation. Um, Kevin, uh, just to start off with, obviously we're gonna be talking today about the uh, Cal North State Cup, uh, Beach Soccer State Cup Championship taking place in Monterey on September 25th and 26th. And I wanted to kind of start out by how we kind of got together. We had uh, been put together by America Scores. You had, uh, I believe you had mentioned that you were watching their Scores Summit during the pandemic and you ran into uh, the talk that was about beach soccer with the our NorCal female players, uh, Janae and Louise. Could you tell us a little bit about that? What what inspired you to uh, reach out to us to try and yeah, make this yeah. happen? I mean, yeah, first of all, I'd love to be on. Um, and uh, I appreciate the chance to have the conversation. Um, yeah, it was really just, uh, I, was I was inquiring and looking into um, you know, the America Score Summit and some of the, the different programming that they had uh, you know, on and the the beach soccer intrigued me. Um, I'd always been a fan of beach soccer. Um, back goes way back to my San Diego State days, San Diego soccer days, and there's plenty of beach in San Diego. And you know, we used to um, take opportunities at both the college level and the professional level to to do things on the beach informally back then. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was just yes. always a lot of fun, right? Um, very yeah, competitive, very serious, um, but very a lot of fun to, to change it up so i've always been intrigued by the beach soccer aspect and they had uh young ladies on representing um, beach soccer so i sat in and learned a little bit about what they're doing because i had not paid that close attention to it um you know since i hadn't returned to to run ballistic united and got involved with cal north and um then reached out to them and they hooked us up yeah. And then we kind of you know, spent about a year, year and a half, and then things got a little bit slowed down, as we know, with, with COVID and everything that's been going on for the last year and a half. So looking forward to getting it all ramped up. Yeah, as, as we are, you know, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such an honor to kind of work with the organization that really sort of got us also started with the equipment shows, uh, going back all the way to 2005 for us. Um, Cal North has always been, uh, a huge supporter of our organization. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, you guys have never asked me to sanction like other states have. And, and now we're doing something that's very different in regards to putting together the first ever Beach Soccer State Cup, an actual sanctioned event that is, you know, partnered with a state association rather than just the actual sanctioning, which we've done with other, with others. Uh, you have invested interest in it. It's something that's very different. I just want everyone to understand that this, this is, this is one of a kind at this point. And um, I'm just curious, you know, what inspired you, Kevin, to um, 
take this on because, you know, look, we've worked with New Jersey, we worked with uh, Illinois, uh, a bit with Cal South, uh, Wisconsin. You know, we've we've talked to many other associations, but never has an association taking basically an ownership like you have. What what inspired your organization to be interested? Well, I mean, when when we start having the early conversations, you know, I wanted, you know, we were serious about it. We just didn't want to be, you know, on the sideline and 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 cheering, which is fine, you know. But we wanted to have, like you said, like an ownership stake in it. That's how serious we were about it. Um, but we were also smart enough to know we didn't have the expertise. You know, we didn't have the the long history that you do of putting on events and and the history that you bring to the table. Um, so we wanted to be the marketing partner. Wanted to be have some skin in the game, um, and then bring in somebody like yourself to kind of be the operational expert. Um, to make it a successful deal. So we wanted that partnership, a true partnership um, where there's some, you know, we both got some things at stake um, and we're going to work together to make this thing a huge success. Well, we're honored um, and, and looking forward to it as well. Um, in, in regards to the beach soccer piece of it, I mean, we had uh, obviously had many conversations, but um, you had touched upon something um that I thought was critical in, in regards to your interest um, about, you know, obviously no one, never hearing anyone having a bad time on the beach and, you know, and your interest in kind of the fringe sports as a way of development. Um, and, and on top of that, if you could touch upon um, the idea now that, you know, there's a little bit too much seriousness in regards to many coaches and the way they approach the game. Um, you know, with the structure and everything. I, I think you told me a story at one time uh, about how a team couldn't even split themselves up. I mean, I know that all that, how did that all come together in regards to your well, interest with this? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things, again, I've, I've been around enough um, and long enough to kind of see how the sport has grown in our country. And it's, there's a lot of good things going on, but there's a lot of things that are concerning to a lot of people. There's a lot of money running through the sports and with money, you know, can bring egos, quite honestly, and it can bring a level of seriousness to a, what should be a relatively really fun experience for kids, right? Um, and the kids are counting on the adults that are running the leagues and the, the cups and everything that's going, the associations, everything that's going on, you know, to, to do what's best for them. And they want to have fun. You know, we need to bring a little bit of what I call just pure fun and enjoyment back into what we're doing. Um, and I've always seen kids always seen kids walk off the beach with beach soccer with futsal with those types of fringe you know uh soccer related activities um doing nothing but smiling and wanting more right and i mm -hmm. think you know when you're training 10 months a year now right for them you know kids are playing at u10s and training 10 months a year they're training at three or four days a week they're playing one or two games a weekend um, you know, they need a little variety. They need, this is a perfect way to have some fun. And it doesn't just have to be at a beach event. It could be, you know, like we were talking about, there, there's, there's sand beach lots in cities that a lot of people don't even know could be used for beach soccer, just to change up training routines and, and, to, and to bring a little bit of fun and freedom back into the sport. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been one of our challenges as an organization as well. And, you know, with me speaking at the United Soccer Coaches Convention is, you know, I always want to go back to Eric Cantona. Um, he's been quoted many times, as you know, um, the king is of Manchester United, um, is a huge proponent of beach soccer. And 
he basically says that it's it's not about the beach it's about the sand and the fact that it's accessible to, to everyone and then in this day and age with um the advent of and, and massive spread of beach volleyball it's become even even easier i mean in your area alone in the tri-valley area uh pleasanton and livermore and uh just last week i was in a tournament with sam ramon i saw I saw myself just driving around three different volleyball courts being unused mm -hmm. uh, by anyone. And those are all training places, you know, whether we're talking about, you know, uh, actual sand training for, for beach soccer or foot volley, you know, and the amount of benefit you can get from it is just astronomical as, as we've discussed on many times. Um, that challenge, I think, is the, the, the biggest thing is, is getting coaches to, to realize that you know, they can get that sort of fun, but at the same time, it's like the techniques that are needed in the sand are, are really so much of a, an advanced, more elite level, but the kids are forced to learn it if they're, if they're going to be in the sand and they learn it fast. And I don't think people really realize that. So I, going back to what you were saying, that, that creative way of changing your practice. I mean, if you're on the same surface all the time for 10 straight months and you're doing a lot of the same stuff over and over again you know, it would benefit, wouldn't you say, to kind of get into whether it's futsal? Uh, I think or... it's a huge, I think it's a huge benefit. And I think, you know, I think it's hard for coaches, you know, there's, again, there, you know, the parents are very involved nowadays in, in their youth, their kids use sports. Um, again, there's a lot of money running through it. You know, everyone's caught up in winning and losing and keeping my job and, and all the stuff that goes with it. And sometimes I think they're losing sight of, again, it's okay to take a practice. If you're going to have, you know, 12 to 16 practices in a month, it's okay to take one or two of those practices and go do something a little bit different. I think kids will appreciate it. And they're also, they're not screwing around. They're having fun, but they're working on their technique. They're building different types of muscles, right? Yeah. And, and, and being able to play in the sand, right? You know, yeah. it's, it's, there's less, some less coaching going on, which is a good thing at times. Right. You know, so we have a, like we were talking about, uh, you know, ballistic in Pleasanton, um, you know, there's a sand, a volleyball sand court at a church. Right. That sits vacant 98 percent of the time, you hmm. know, um, so there's creative ways to find things um, to continue to develop the kids and, and add a little variety. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that you expressed to me recently talking about like, you know, every second Monday being in the sand and every fourth Monday being, you know, out to the uh, beach volleyball court. So like you can, if you're in close proximity to a beach, you can use it. Um, and then another time you don't have to go to the beach, you just go to the sand courts. And every community I've looked at for the most part has had this except for one, um, which was in West Sac, uh, the Natomas Club um, is really looking to, to add this to, to their community. Um, at this point, it's kind of barren. Um, and they're hoping to be able to find the funding to be able to do that. They've reached out to me to, to help advise them on that at some point in time. Um, but it, it, again, it, it's getting kids feet in the sand. I mean, it's, I, I know that you've seen a lot of what I've talked about, but that the whole idea of like running in high heels to, to get their heels out and their toes down and the development of all those muscles would practically eliminate all of the time without a ball with uh that is spent on plyometrics and hurdles and speed ladders 
and they're with the ball in the sand, focusing on building those muscles because you move so much easier and quicker by changing your, um, your, your structural way that you run. Uh, and then that just translates to you kind of floating once you get back to that hard surface. Um, but changing gears a little bit um, in, in regards to, you know, obviously we started this uh, conversation pre-COVID. Um, how, how has the, the mentality changed now that we've gone through this pandemic, we're coming out, we're doing this event. How has the, the idea of beach soccer as, as a um, opportunity also changed with how the pandemic has affected us. I, you know, I believe you mentioned something in regards to us not being able to go indoors with futsal, so it's gone outdoors. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think people are, are, they've been forced to look at creative ways, you know, to continue to train, right? And every city and every club's a little bit different. Um, there's a lot of clubs out there that have to use uh, and get access to school fields um, to be able to, you know, handle a lot of their training and school districts, a lot of times are run independently than, you know, than the city fields, you know, so there's been a lot of restrictions placed on their use during the COVID times um, and going indoors was, you know, pretty much taboo, you know, so, you know, again, it's, it's a creative way to, to use resources that are in your backyard um, and to use space and, and to use your imagination and think out of the box. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've all learned a little bit is that, you know, not, what is the new normal, right? You know, nowadays, yeah. right? And we're still trying we, to figure that one out. Yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. But, you know, I think thinking out of the box and being creative is going to be a benefit of what we've just gone through. And we just need to kind of continue that thought process going forward and not get trapped back in the same old ways of how we used to do it because that's just what we used to do. Um, and I think that's part of the challenge is getting coaches and directors, you know, to understand if you don't really understand futsal or beach soccer and things like that, then you kind of tend to kind of go, ah, eh, you know, that's, that's not a serious sport. That's not, you know, what we do, but at the end of the day, it's about the kids, right? Yeah. It's about the kids and what's the best way to develop them and keep them returning and I'm, I'm a, just a big believer that, you know, adding variety is a key way of doing that. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, my more distinctive thoughts on that. I mean, when I hear about coaches not liking beach soccer or talking about injuries in beach soccer, you're really like dealing with somebody that is, um, I'll just use the word ignorant, um, because at the end of the day, you know, it, science doesn't lie. And, and, and statistics don't lie. And when you look at the injury rate in the number of, uh, of, of beach soccer where there's give in the sand comparably to especially now with artificial field turf or bad grass play, you know, the, the original numbers about why we went the turf to eliminate bad fields have actually been compounded and are not true. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's always interesting because I, I just, I think the term that you've heard me use is dinosaurs, you know, people that can't see the forest through the trees uh, in regards to the uh, absolute just sort of obviousness of the benefits of being in the sand. I mean, it's fun and it's like nobody doesn't enjoy it that actually goes in it. And I don't understand, like, I've never really understood. I've never had a, I've never had a debate and I've had plenty of debates that I've lost 
Um, I've had plenty of naysayers that I've converted into just the, the, the basic understanding that um, it takes more skill. It's harder to hit on an uneven surface. So hitting on a carpet or a turf field becomes more easy. Um, you're dealing with more flighted balls. You're dealing with more repetitions that create uh, greater comfort uh, with flighted balls as well. Um, so it's, and, and the list goes on and on. And, and that's not really the focus of our, of our talk today, but um, it, it always amazes me that, you know, you have these people that say, oh, well, we don't do that. Well, why? Because we, yeah, we, 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 we concentrate on the, the hard surface, the real game. You know, that yeah. whole idea that the game's yeah. got to be played between four white lines on a grass yeah. field. Yeah, you know, a seri the, the serious game, right? And, you know, God forbid you use one of your practices during the week and, and your team does not play well on the weekend and it loses a game and it's, oh my gosh, it's because we didn't have that same practice for that fourth day, um, you know, type of thing. And again, if you really, one of the challenges of, the, of coaching three or four days a week 10, 11 months out of the year is there's only so many exercises you have, right? Yeah. You know, there's, and if you look at the kids after a few months, you know, you can see them starting to kind of look like slumped their shoulders. Oh, okay. We're doing this again, you know, type of thing. And there's only so many tricks you have as a coach, right? Um, yeah. You know, so again, I would, I would challenge coaches just, you know, try things, experiment a little bit, see if kids like it. Oh, and I'll guarantee that they like it. And I'll guarantee that their skill level will go up. I'll give you, I'll give anyone out there a free entry into any one of my events anywhere around the country or even around the world once, you know, those open up again, that if you spend time in the sand and your players don't enjoy it and their technique and skill and fitness don't go up, I'll give you a free entry. I don't even care because it's, yeah, exactly. it's guaranteed. Again, I run a club uh, as a technical director called Ballistic in Pleasanton, and we we started a futsal division, you know, eight, nine years ago, and, and we, yeah. we've had to think out of the box. We don't always have gym access where you can play on gym floors that are nice and safe and clean and air conditioned. You know, a lot of times we have to go out on blacktops, you know, at school, you know, yeah. we, we use outdoor uh, roller rinks that kids are supposed to play roller hockey on. Yeah. We jump, we jump onto those. Those are um, fun. <laughs> It's, it's different. It's fun. Kids are having to adapt to different environments, which is good instead of playing on the same turf or the same, you know, level of grass all the time. Um, it's challenging. It challenges them. But again, they always have fun. I go back to the fun. And that's one of the things I keep. We got to put a little bit more fun back into the game. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that is, you know, kind of going back to what we're here about? Do you, is that one of the main reasons why? you think Cal North has gotten involved with us to kind of push this initiative? Um, Cause I know that you talked about the 1%, you know, um, that we've kind of geared everything towards, um, you know, in regards to the ones that 1% that's gonna go yeah. and play in college and or professionally. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I think we're, the, the sport is guilty of focusing so much on that 1% that might go play college soccer, that might ultimately be a, at a professional level one day. And the bottom 99% are kind of pulled along with it. And we forget about what's it all about when a kid's gone through at the end of his U19 year and he's not gonna go, 99% of them aren't gonna go play college soccer. You know, yeah. so what, what's, what are we really trying to do and what are we really trying to accomplish? And then again, I think this is a fun way to keep them returning. It's a fun way to keep them playing um, so we wanted to partner and put on a fun event 
a serious event, but a fun event. Um, and get people exposed to the, to the game of beach soccer. And hopefully they'll go back and find those creative ways and find those creative courts and build it into their year round training. Uh, we, yeah. And that, and that is sort of our goal as an organization as well. I mean, granted we, we put on these events, but at the same time, you know, as I mentioned to you, I mean, I've been coaching for over 30 years and, uh, you know, I've had good success, and, you know, on the beach side, but more, more on the grass side uh, in the development of players. But it's been like this last decade, you know, and I've been nearly two decades doing beach and it wasn't in the beginning, but it was, you know, sort of on the, the latter half. Um, I realized that the players that I was exposing to the sand more were, you know, making the the gold teams and the premier teams you know the following year that mm -hmm. were having more success as a unit you know um within their own like state cups um even this year with my men's team uh playing in the oldest league in the country the san francisco soccer football league you know we didn't have access to grass so i forced us in the sand and you know our first couple matches you know we were we were playing like I couldn't believe I, then I came back later and we had stopped doing the sand and there was a decline, you know, um, I'm not going to say that's the whole reason, but I know that like the time that we spent in the preseason in the sand had us firing on all cylinders, getting, getting back on the grass. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, for you switching gears again, um, in regards to this beat soccer state cup, I mean, when you, when you think like, if you're just the beat sitting there and saying, okay, Cal North is hosting the first ever beach soccer state cup. What comes to mind for you? Like, what is, what is your short-term vision? Obviously getting a good event to build it out, but what do you see in the medium term and what do you hope to see in the long term in regards to your organization's uh, position and, and vision for this sport, not only for your state, but within the country? Well, we, what we're hoping for is um, to build to build the, the platform and use the cup as kind of a, an incubator to create more, maybe smaller tournaments across the state. You know, we've got nine districts. I mean, if we really study the market, there's going to be um, ways to put on smaller, um, you know, beach events throughout the year that can also be a feeder into, you know, the state cup, you know, type mm -hmm. thing. And the other thing I love about it is it's an opportunity for adults and youth to be a part of the same event, right? Yeah. There's an adult co-ed division and, 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 and such, right? You know, so um, I love that att attribute, right? Because usually there's everything's youth or there's an adult, right? Yeah. And very few things encompass everything. And I think that's, a, that's another special quality about what we're doing here. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's always been something that I've been very... Um, very happy about because you know in our events we are able to see national team players both on the women's side and the men's side and it's that sort of opportunity that kids don't get and I certainly didn't have as a youth player in California to see like that next level um, and to see players that are playing against the best in the world and to see how they do I mean we can go to an earthquakes game we can go to you know uh, whatever the acronyms are now uh in you know i'm not even going to try and remember all of them i know you know obviously uh uh, UP, uh usl 
and all the way down. I was trying to think of all the four letter ones that we have like surfacing around like California now. Um, and they can, they can, you can go out and watch it like as a single entity game. But when you're involved in an event game after game and in the same place, which is also very unique about beach soccer, um, except for the huge mega complexes now, you can, you can go you're there all day with your team. You're there all day with your club. It's an amazing bonding opportunity because you really get to know your, your, your teams. It's not like you go play your game at, let's say, um, like we did last week. We played one game in San Ramon at one spot, and then everyone's messaging, oh, we're going to this place for food. We're going to that place for food. And everybody gets split up, and then, okay, we're reconvening for game two at a different site. Well, with beach soccer, it's like your games are played there. You yeah. stay you know, usually there's hopefully food provided that you don't even need to go anywhere or you bring out your picnics or your barbecues or uh, whatever. It's a different, it's a different experience and it involves, it builds the, the, the club culture, it builds the, the team culture um, and it creates opportunities for families to hang out. Right. Um, yeah. They're have you know, the kids schedules are so crowded. It's, it's harder and harder for, for just family time. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a great experience. It's a great environment. Fantastic. Well, and also I know that you were real excited about the, the aspect that we don't know whether it's going to take place this year and most likely because of COVID and the lack of events. Um, this is a gateway to the national championship that's being built out. Um, you know, obviously as 2022 comes into play, it'll be more obvious uh, about, you know, the, the opportunity there. But as an organization for us, as we know, we want to provide the USB Soccer National Championship once again, um, at this moment, we're a little bit hesitant just because there's been so few events and getting people motivated. But long-term, this is obviously a gateway event for those teams that win and or take second place at this point um, to be able to participate in the next USB Soccer National Championship. So anyone that's playing in this event has that chance of qualifying. And then, you know, if they qualify, now you have a whole year to prepare to try and be the national champion. Um, we, we had a great event in San Diego in 2019. Um, team from Canada won the, the men's division, as I believe I told you about. Um, we had the Bahamas national team on the women's side. Um, and an amazing group of uh, women uh, players, female players that uh, participated in that event, many of which are, I think all of which now are uh, on the U.S. women's national team as well as players, as um, from England and Holland and Bahamas. And then we had the Canadian and U.S. We had uh, national team players from Costa Rica. So that that tournament's really, uh, we're looking forward to having your guys' involvement further as we move forward to, to help promote that. And uh, hopefully we'll, you know, with your assistance, as we've talked about, inspire some of these other state associations to get more involved uh, in the evolution of, of the sport so that uh, we can get it recognized a little bit more broadly, not only on the, the playing side within the states, but also on the educational side for referees and, and everything else that's needed to, to make the game proper. Um, now, when, when you're, what, what's your hope this year? I mean, obviously we're most likely gonna have a, a decent sized event. We did the survey. We have over 50 teams that said that they want to play that have an interest of uh, seven out of 10. Um, 
you know, so, but we'll have a limited number that we can take based on the size of, of how many fields we're going to have being in Monterey. Um, what is, what is your, what, what, what do you want to tell those people out there that may have hesitancy in, in regards to participating this year in the event? Well, I mean, if, if you're thinking about it, that's the first step. If you, if you have any hesitancy and you have not already, which means you have not already signed up for a traditional youth tournament to participate in that weekend, go try it. Try something new. You have every reason to, to try something new and, and see if you like it. You know, until you try it, um, you're not going to know. Um, even if you can't go for some reason, have somebody you trust on the team or a club member go out and visit it, you know, mm -hmm. visually just partake as a, as a spectator, see what it's all about. Um, and then when things come back around next year, you know, put it onto your calendar. Um, I could see this, you know, becoming not just a state cup, but leading into like an international youth event. Right. You know, at the end of the oh, day, I know it will. At the end of the day, you know, Northern California has a lot of beach space, right? You know, type yep. of thing. And it's an attractive market to attract a lot of people to come out and participate in something like that. So, you know, I could see it being a, a Dallas Cup, you know, international type, you know, events at some point or something else morphing into that. So I'm excited about the possibilities. And I would just challenge everyone to come out, think out of the box and try something new, a little different. Well, I think we'll, we'll end it right there. Uh, Kevin, I, I really want to uh, express my appreciation for uh, Cal North recognizing the opportunity um, and, and seeing the, the long-term vision. Um, we will be seeing international teams uh, on the adult side and on the youth side because they're already reaching out. Yeah. So it's it's really a, a scenario where uh, you'll get in, the earlier you get in, the, the, more, the more fun it's going to be and, and the more of that uh, the teams will experience the positivity in regards to participating in something like this. Um, we don't want, we don't, we, we want to, to uh, beat down the dinosaurs that can't, that can't see it and understand it and, and provide that opportunity for uh, people to expand their horizons and, and to realize that this is something that's not only fun, but it's going to make your players so much better. And if you have interest in finding more information about how it's going to make your players better, uh, go to our YouTube uh, channel, Your Beach Soccer, where you found this. And there's a number of other uh, podcasts where we speak to other professionals that, and also the uh, educational seminar that we did at United Soccer Coaches Convention in 2019. Um, on that note, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, particularly Capelli Sport, um, who is now our uh, brand merchant merchandiser uh, as you can see uh, great quality products and we're really happy to see that they're uh, going to be the future of apparel in beach soccer um, looking forward to that and uh, into the new beach soccer ball that will be coming out soon as well as new beach socks um, thank you so much Kevin for for taking the time to speak with us we're, we're looking forward to getting this out there and, and helping promote this Cal North event and uh, let's keep making Cal North the, the birthplace of so many U.S. beach soccer national team players. I don't think there's anywhere else in the country that we've produced more players, uh, you know, outside maybe uh, L.A. in recent times. But historically, Northern California is the place to find U.S. beach soccer national team players. So um, kudos to the development and, and, uh, that Cal North has done. And uh, looking forward to this event and continuing to work with you in the future.
Same here. I'm looking forward. Let's go knock it out of the park. All right. Fantastic. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all soon and look out for next month's podcast. Thank you so much. 